This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Canton and Simiu Show. Joining me as per is Harry Simiu. How you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, all good, man. How are you? Good Very to be good. back. Joining us this time, not from a corridor, not from a fancy kitchen. This time, it's a, it's a fancy studio this time. It's nice. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> the wonders of a green screen. I know, it's brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant. Good, very good indeed. How you doing, though, mate? You all right? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Um, sort of been. It's not been the greatest last couple of days. Sort of dealing with the fallout of an Arsenal defeat, mm. as you know, it's it's always a bit depressing. And in our job, you can't really escape it because it's it's a part of everything that you do. So, yeah, not been the greatest couple of days. But obviously, the good thing about Premier League football is that the next game is normally not very far away. So there's an opportunity to put that right and lift the mood among the fans. Mm, yeah, I, I agree completely. I think that since getting into kind of full-time working around Arsenal, it's like the losses hurt even more because it affects your life so much more than it did before. Like I originally just teaching, you go into work on Monday, wouldn't have to worry about that. You just go and teach and that's it. And then the next time you talk about it, it's either on, your, on the channel or social media or whatever. But yeah, now it is. Think up your ideas for what you're going to write about for the week about Arsenal. So it's uh, it can be a really painful experience. Speaking of which, uh, we've got quite an important topic to discuss today. Um, but firstly, of course, if you do enjoy listening to mine and Harry's conversations, you can check out the alternative uh, episodes on Harry's Chronicles of Aguna channel. The link to that is always in the description. So make sure you do go and check that out. And next week's show, uh, should we find the time, will of course be over there uh, as we alternate back and forth with these shows on the channel. So make sure if you are subscribed here you also need to be subscribed over there as well to get all of the content but yeah we kick off harry basically this show which was always going to happen anyway but the topic for this show was spawned from what happened uh in lee judge's show the other day and i do want to kick off by saying that that isn't the responsibility or it doesn't you know what happened and what was going on in the chat isn't because of Lee, it's nothing that Lee's done, it's nothing that Dan's done, it's nothing that Sophie's done that joined us. And actually, if you go and watch that show and ignore Save the Chat Box, it is a brilliant, brilliant debate and conversation about how where all of our heads were at after that game. Um, and what I'm alluding to, obviously, is in the chat box is the abuse, which I only received, I'd imagine, probably about five to ten percent of because you know i was still quite critical of arteta during the show at certain points whereas you know from your perspective certainly there was a lot more things that you defended and because of that the live chat and the subsequent comment section as well was incredibly vitriolic to the point where there was even some racially motivated comments talking about kind of you know where you're from and I wanted to discuss this because, of course, abuse has come up a lot of times on this channel. We talk about it on this channel a lot, and I've talked with with several of our podcasting guests about kind of abuse and social media and, and specifically Arsenal. But, you know, I don't know really how to frame the starting question uh, other than saying, like, how how were you after the show finished? Because I know I watched your show yesterday, um, 
and you said about you know you're used to it now and you you've got a thick skin and stuff but you know we can all have the thickest skin in the world it's still not okay that that stuff happened yeah i mean that that's exactly it you do start to develop a bit of a thick skin about it and the thing i always sort of say to myself is no idiot hiding behind and, and that is what they are i know some people say oh you know you're sort of by calling them idiots you're kind of yeah. doing what they they are idiots okay that's that's the bottom line yeah i the way i always look at it and the thing i always tell myself when from time to time it does get to you because it does um the, the thing i always tell myself is i've worked so hard to forge a career in an industry that i had no experience in um because i wanted to follow a passion and i wanted to follow something like a dream that i wanted to do that no person who hides behind a avatar and a dodgy screen name is going to take that away from me or put me off doing uh, what I want to do because they don't agree with my opinions or because they choose to go over the line. The other thing I'd say is that it's social. It's the nature of social media, unfortunately, mm. because for so many years, this kind of stuff has just gone completely unpoliced and it's almost, and there's a, there's a Mike Tyson quote that I've, used about 10 times this week which is the problem with social media is it gave people um the, the feeling that they could disrespect one another without getting a punch in the face for it mm. and it, it, it's so spot on like uh, there's people that i know are in my chat box regularly who and listen if they're bad i block them but there are some that have crossed that line a few times i think who have come mm. up to me at emirate stadium and said oh how are you doing mate blah, blah, blah. i watch your channel Nice to see you, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I am so-and-so. And it's like, well, the the energy and the way you've come up to me today is completely different to the way you put yourself across online. And I do genuinely think that some people don't actually recognize that what they're doing is as severe as it, as it is. Mm. To me, um, you know, as you say, I, I've gotten used to it over the last two three years and at the beginning it was really hard to deal with and even now i have if i'm having a bad day anyway it can impact but what you got to do is, is is block it out and you've got to um sort of focus on what's important to you but at the same time you can't let it go without speaking about it you can't let it go without highlighting it because there are other people who for whatever reason might not be in the place on that day at that time where they can let it go over their head or they can cool down from it and just move on. And as I was saying to you off air, you know, I recently saw a family friend who's got a young son who is, I think he's about 16, 17 mm. years old. And, and when we was talking and I said to him, sort of like, what are you looking to do with yourself and, and what are your kind of hopes and stuff? He said to me that I want to get into football writing, but I'm shit scared of the abuse that I'm going to get online because I don't know that I'd be able to ignore it and I don't know that I'd be able to handle it. And that just put into context for me how impactful you can be behind a keyboard from an anonymous account on somebody else's life. You could potentially stop that kid following his dream and what he wants to do and the career path that he wishes to take because mm. you think it's okay to throw stupid comments out on social media. And I just think like, you know, we, we've seen it over the years so many times. How many famous people, Tom, have we heard of who um, and we don't like, I don't get it to the extent that some of those people got it. But how many of them have either taken their own lives off the back of it or, mm -hmm. um, you know, gone into severe depression? You need people need to take responsibility for the words that they use. Um, we've all gone a little bit over the line now and again. But if you're a regular offender. Um, and you're somebody who has no regard for the impact of your words on other people, then, you know, that something has to change. Like I always say that if I look back at my Twitter a few years ago, um, I would say that now I, I operate with a lot more, not caution, but with a lot more respect because I've been on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. And I now understand the impact it has. So I think that p people in our position who, are now in a place where we are on the receiving end of it, have even more responsibility because we've been the person that nobody knows. And then I'm not saying we're famous, but the person that nobody knows. And then the person that now gets it, I think for us, we're in a position where we're, we're educated a bit more around it. And so 
we need to make sure that when it does happen and when it does come up, we make a point of highlighting how bad it is and the impact it can have because you don't know what your words that you think are are sort of just, I don't know, um, you know, just sort of trivial. You don't know what impact those words have on other people. Mm. And why does it need to get personal? Like if you're Arteta in or you're Arteta out, does that make you a good or bad person? No, it doesn't. Does that mean that you're you deserve to get um, sort of abuse for it? No, it doesn't. And I mean, you've you've been there as well. How do you sort of cope with it? Because for me, it is very much now. You're not stopping me doing what I want to do. You're not stopping me achieving what I want to achieve. Um, so sort of get in the bin, and and that's the way I get myself for it. But what about yourself? How do you deal with it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I deal with it well um and i wouldn't say i'm you know some kind of exemplar uh a person in regards to dealing with abuse because i i naturally am quite a bitey person um and you know uh, everyone's got their their friend groups everyone's got their mates that love to wind them up and bait them and you know i am one of those people in the whatsapp group that are very easy to bait and you know i will absolutely uh, come back at you on stuff and i think that's what for me from my personality standpoint makes it very difficult sometimes to deal with this um i have considered um, and I've spoken to, you know, people that I do podcast with. So this this isn't a surprise in any way that I'm going to be saying this, but but I've been considering, you know, stopping going on other channels um, where, you know, the abuse is at a high. I mean, regularly, obviously, both myself and you do go on Lee Judge's channel. Every Monday, I do the Arsenal Lounge um, with Lev, Shaheen and Amo. And I'm not talking as if like myself and you are the only targets of this. You know, there are lots of, of people out there. That regularly, Sophie gets a lot of abuse um, in in chat boxes. And there was one moment during the show on Sunday where, you know, she, she bit back at one of the comments, I think, that was thrown in. And, and annoyingly, obviously, some of those who ignore it and move on. And, and people, and I in particular, used to say, block, move on, forget about it. And I've kind of grown to know that that's not an effective strategy always. It just isn't because the way in the nature of which social media is, is that it's so regenerative that, you know, you can block and move on. But there are thousands of, of these types of people that feel like it's fine to just abuse and attack and go beyond what is criticism because I've got nothing wrong with someone telling me that my opinion's wrong and giving me a list of reasons as to why there's nothing wrong with that that's the whole entire reason why we do this is to create debate me and me and you sat down at the end of the January window and had differing views about the January window and had a discussion about it but I didn't turn around and say wow your your footballing knowledge is awful Harry like because because you have this point of view like you clearly don't know what you're talking about or you know i question your sanity i question your intelligence having that point of view no like it's about a discussion if you're coming up with reasoned points behind what you're making then we're going to have a great chat and go back and forth and who knows maybe even one of us changes our mind i know i change my mind about a lot of things when i'm presented with new evidence and then i think that brings up something else that i've been talking about I actually put an article up about this this morning on football london was uh the the idea of this flip-flop thing it's a term i hate so i really dislike it because it's becoming a way in which people are using it to try and discourage people from changing their minds about things um it's a term that's often brought up from both ends of the spectrum be it in this case arteta in and arteta out is that if say I think that people have shoehorned me in particular into uh, an Arteta in category because of, you know, I've, I've defended so many things that he's done. I've praised him for a lot of stuff that he's done. But whenever you see me like I was on Judge's channel or on the lounge on Monday night criticizing decisions, people will turn around and be like, you're a flip-flop. Like, you're just changing your mind on it. Like, you're, you're meant to be like this person that defends Arteta and here you are, you know, changing your mind or criticizing. And the fact of the matter is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you can no. criticize. And you can you can be critical of a decision or a performance or an idea without thinking that somebody is completely incompetent and useless, um, you know. And and that's the thing that there seems to be no middle ground in anything anymore. You're either big time Arteta in or big time Arteta out. Like I get it all the time. I get the I get the other side. You know, I I got it today on my, on the stream I did earlier today. You know, you're an Arteta loyalist. No. I'm not. I just happen to think that this season he's done a pretty good job overall. Yes, of course, the the last week hasn't been great, but I think we've done a good job. And 
I don't really sort of understand why people, as you say, struggle to come back with points and 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 want to have that debate. I think debate is brilliant because even if it doesn't change your mind, it helps you to see the other side, and it's it's incredible. So for me, I think it's really important that people, when they do want to throw shade at you, as it was put mm. in the chat, they do it in a way that is constructive and respectful. I, as you say, somebody, I might make a point. Somebody could sit there and put 10 bullet points as to why my point is wrong. And I will read it out. And if it's done respectfully, I will read it out. I will give my counterpoints to it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and that's that. Like, I haven't got a problem with that. But the whole, it's, someone pointed it out in the chat as well. We shouldn't have to get used to being abused. Like, we're in a place where we have to get used to it to a degree because we're mm. never going to be able to control the way other people act. Um, but but why should that be the case? Why should it be okay? The things that people say on social media, they'd never say it to your face. And, and I can promise you, and without sounding like I'm trying to be arrogant here, I can promise you that if you did say it to my face, in a lot of cases, um, you would regret it because I would, I would like you, bite back. I do bite back. Um, and I don't fight for things that I don't care about. Mm. So, you know, it, it, I only fight for things that I care about. So I care about Arsenal Football Club and therefore I'm passionate about the opinions I give on Arsenal Football Club. I, I I care about people saying things about my family, which I get quite a bit of. And that bothers me because I care about my family. So my natural inclination when you come at me about things I care about and, and my career is also something I really care about. Mm. then I will fight back. I'm not like, it's not easy to just sit back and go, ignore it, ignore it. I've got better at doing that lately, particularly on Twitter. Um, but it isn't always easy to just ignore it and walk away. And if you do, you're kind of taking away the passion and, and your personality out of the equation. In, and, and would you want to be a robot that just outputs stuff and yeah. has no feeling as it's, it's a really hard balance to find, isn't it? It's really, really difficult to find it. I mean, I'm quite fortunate. Got another my other half is is really good at kind of you know distracting me from from this and talking me through certain things. And obviously, you've got you know your your family and your amazing kids as well to to take your mind away from this stuff when it matters. But yeah, it's it's a frustration. And I mean, I'm just I was looking through the chat box there while you were talking as well. And and thank you for the kind comments that you're throwing in. It really is appreciated, and it is such a human reaction to to focus on the negatives when you know we're under no illusions that we both get amazing feedback and amazing 100%. comments um, all the time, and we don't ignore them. And us having this discussion, I mean, it'd be great if we could sit down and have uh, the thumbnail Tom and Harry discuss the amazing praise <laughs> towards their <laughs> channels, uh, which would be a little bit narcissistic. But at the same time, we don't ignore them. We aren't just focusing on the negatives, but it is important that you discuss them and then we talk about it um and i do want to take in some uh, of these points uh, lewis says in some ways you guys have a dream job but i'm under no illusions the abuse that you get despite being measured i couldn't do it both so excellent loved you both on judges the other day you were great thanks lewis appreciate that Thank uh, you, away says harry do you have any regrets uh, of opening a youtube channel not at all um i can't have any regret because the chronicles of aguna podcast for me has been the, the the sort of the base for everything I've gone to do outside of that. Um, it's it, it was a, an opportunity to kind of get out there, practice more than anything in broadcasting because you know broadcasting is tough, man. And um, like I, now I do a lot of radio, I do a lot of different things, and and I don't think that without the YouTube channel, I'd be like obviously when i talk on youtube i'm a bit different because you need to be more polished when you're doing mm. um sort of a radio broadcast or yeah, a commentary or whatever but doing things live in particular has really really helped me so i don't regret it there are days when i think oh is this worth the headache is this worth the bother but when you get those positive comments as you say and and it's not just about getting positive comments but when you can do something you're really proud of then that goes a long way and um and it helps kind of motivate you it helps you want to push forward so i wouldn't have had any of the opportunity probably any of the opportunities that i've had if i didn't have the youtube channel um which is obviously part of the overall podcast so no i don't regret it um but i can see why i, I think it's important that you take time away from it as well and you'll know this tom because mm. i think you can become obsessed with it like you can become obsessed with like you put out a show 
and like every half an hour you want to check how many views it's done or you want to read through the comments and, and i think it's important that you put your work out there into the sort of atmosphere and you just let it go and you and yeah you don't get too caught up in it i think yeah um i think that from a personal perspective the obviously when i started podcasting um it was only as a hobby and i was you know appearing on abw on a book at wonderland first yeah. and then joined craig on on here and, and eventually obviously and Craig wanted to move on, um, took over everything that happened back in 2016 and took this in a very different direction. You know, the way in which Craig saw the podcast and, and I saw the, the channel rather than podcast. I'm so used to saying those words. But yeah, like the way in which Craig did it was not me and I wasn't ever going to try and copy what Craig did. I wasn't going to try and, you know, be Craig too. Uh, <laughs> it's just not, you know, we're not the same person. And I think obviously taking a channel forward that had had, you know, some quiet and heavy hitting opinions and a lot of people that you find on AFTV, for instance, the start of AFTV's rise as well, trying to take the channel forward is always going to be tough. And the response to kind of the way in which I took it forward was always going to be resistant at first. But I think the way in which both of our channels have, have grown is, is you see a sense of community about the chat boxes on the whole. And it is only really when you go over to other channels um, where, you know, where you're not in control of the chat, but you're not in control of that community. And that isn't going to happen. Like you don't walk into a, a different house and expect to control things when you go there. It's just the way that it is. And you're never going to enjoy everyone that you see and all that you, you know, hear talking about you. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that it's okay that, you, that those comments still exist. And, you know, maybe more responsibility should be taken. Um, Lewis says, guys, how would you feel if you did a show with some of the these abusers? Harry, you mentioned a different energy face-to-face, -face, but could you do it in a podcast form and challenge them? Just before I get your response to Harry, like from my perspective, the amount of times I have offered done a phone in sent a link out replied to a comment saying let's talk about this face to face come on the channel you know it's it never happens because that's the nature of of the, of you know trolls and and people in chat boxes that they are very happy to sit behind a keyboard and write their drivel um but face to face or on camera or in person it just doesn't happen yeah, hundred percent. Most of these people, they don't want to do it because they know that you're gonna you're gonna put them in their place. They they know that big having to go deeper than just abusing you and having to actually discuss in depth properly the issue at hand, um, the issue that you're discussing or the issue that you're getting abuse for having an opinion on. Mm. It, all that's gonna happen is uh, they're just gonna get made to look um, a little bit silly because in a lot of these cases, they don't have the kind of the ability to debate you. That's why they resort to that. Um, so yeah, like I've in the past, I've done the same as Tom. I've said to people, um, you know, come on the channel, then let's talk about it. I've, I've said to people in anger on Twitter, here's my block number. Here's my seat number. Come and find me and say that to my face because I have lost my rag at times, but nobody ever comes because they don't no. want to, because they don't, um you know they don't they don't want to take it that far the whole point of doing it anonymously and behind a a sort of twitter handle or behind a youtube screen name is is because it's easy and they know that they wash their hands of any potential consequences so you can try that but i just don't think it it works i just don't think that the majority of those people are willing to then be serious and um and uh you know and and come on and do it so yeah, it's um, it, it's it's just one of those things. But as I say, Tom, like, there's no reason we should accept it. Like, there's, there's none. And this is not just for us. This is for everyone. Like, there are so so many people out there who get abused, and it impacts them online. Like, why, why, why do we do that to people? I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. And there's also this other thing in our culture nowadays, where I find that when somebody makes a mistake, which I've done in the past when that mistake is highlighted which you know it, it will be at some point most things are the the willingness of everybody to jump on you and sort of kick you while you're down and i, I look at things very differently now like I, I i had an issue as you saw where some old tweets of mine were dug up um where i used terms that i would never use now and and when i was 17 18 years old i wasn't in the media i you know, I had no regard for what I was saying then because I had three followers who were my two mates and my brother. So I didn't really care. Um, but the the what I saw then was 
a load of people jumping on the bandwagon to try and kick me while I was down. People mm. who were not offended by what I said because they couldn't have possibly been offended by what mm. I said, um, but decided that it would be funny and and sort of the the cool thing to do to jump on it. And I've since seen a couple of people that I work with have similar issues, maybe not to the same extent. And I've been very quick now. It's changed my mind. It's changed my mindset on this. And I've been the first one to call them up and say, look, don't worry about it, mate. Ride it out. It will pass. And I won't be jumping on the bandwagon of digging someone out because you make a mistake. It's bad enough. Like, you know yourself that you've made a mistake. The last thing you need is a, a thousand randomers uh, sort of trying to make it worse and trying to kick you while you're down. So it's made me think twice about how, I would now react to somebody mm. else making a mistake as well. And it's all, these are all things you learn along the way, right? Yeah, and I think that it's also important that people don't perceive this as kind of a conversation where you suddenly think you're on some higher plane that you've never oh, said yeah. anything bad in your life, that you've never tweeted anything that you regret or that when you were younger you said certain things that you would certainly not say now, especially you know in the, in the years that we've grown up um, and in the age bracket that we are. We grew up in the years of social media and we grew up in the years where conversations you had 20 years ago are not the same conversations. Now, I'm not a fan of cancel culture in any single way. I'm a fan of second chances and people learning from their mistakes. And, you know, I think if you're ever going to talk about um, you're ever going to talk about abuse and stuff like that. You've probably been someone that, you know, have said something that you've regret in the yeah. past because that you understand that it's wrong. If you don't, if you by understanding it's wrong, it's because you've learned that it's wrong from something you've done. So yeah, and and I would always say that if somebody, if somebody has done this in the past, if somebody has abused someone, um, or or spoken in a way that they shouldn't, then mm. as long as they learn from it you won't catch me going back and saying, oh, you, but you did this on X date in 2000. Like, no, no, that's to, to reject the idea that people can get better is to reject the whole concept of education. In which case, why are we banging on about it now? And why do we bang on about education in so around so many issues like racism, like, you know, sexism, all of those things. If you're going to sit here and get on your high horse and say that nobody has made a mistake in the past and anyone who has made a mistake in the past can't get better, can't change, can't improve. Then the, the whole idea and the whole essence of education is an invalid one. And I don't believe that to be the case. So I'm not saying that if somebody comes and, um, and abuses me and then realizes that they, they cross the line and learns from it, that I'm going to hold it against them forever. Like that, that no, um, mm. But it, it, but you've still got to recognize the impact of your actions, whether um, you've improved on it or learned from it or not. You still have to, to a lot in a lot of instances, you have to recognize the impact something's had for you to learn from it. And and if that's what it takes, then keep abusing me as long as you learn from it. No worries. <laughs> I think um, as well, it's important to talk about kind of the this sense of. Um, if you ever said anything in the past that was like, you know, wrong and that we've learned from it in the future, that when you block someone, you know, a block isn't, there's a difference between blocking something and deleting um, a person. If you delete a person, you know, you, in my opinion, that's, that's your cancel culture, whatever. But ha if, if you're unaware of how YouTube works, when you block someone, you know, you get a whole list of all the accounts that have been blocked and you can unblock people within a second. And I think what you said there, Harry, is if, say, someone's been blocked and then they realise what they've done, you know, our, both our DMs, I think, are open. Um, or yep. were uh, <laughs> in certain cases and have maybe reopened now. But I think, yeah, it, like, if you approach us and say, look, I hold my hands up, what I said was wrong and you were right to block me in that moment, um, or to be fair, you can come to me and say, I think it was harsh to block me, but I will hold my hands up and say, fair enough. If, if, you know, if I can't come and, and swear and say this ex player is, is whatever, that's fine. Um, but unblock me, I'd have no issue with that. And I have unblocked several people that have, you know, have come to me and said, you know, I hold my hands up and, uh, I know I apologize for the things we put in the chat book. So it's always about being open to just holding your hands up as we have done on arsenal topics so so many times i love this from tony he says my whole life has been a mistake <laughs> you've had a lot of lessons to learn tony like, that's all i can say you must be a great person now as long oh, as you okay. learn from them they're not a waste that's how you gotta see it mate absolutely that's how you gotta uh, see it 
Theo says, I'm a YouTuber myself. It is bad that some people can abuse someone. I face trolls online myself, but still crack on. I may not be a star, but I do this as a hobby and I enjoy it. And I think that that's what gets to us, I suppose, is because this is probably the main block besides Arsenal's form um, that stops us from enjoying doing what we do. And that's probably why we care about it so much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if this wasn't something I did every day and I did it once a month, I probably wouldn't care so much. But it's it's something that you can never sort of move on from or you can never put to the back of your mind because it's always right there in your face sort of um, for you to see. And Theo, you should crack on, mate. You should crack on because at the end of the day, you do YouTube because, as you say, it's a hobby. It's because you enjoy it. It's because you enjoy it. If somebody else enjoys it, that's a bonus. Um, that's how I see it. If somebody else enjoys what you do, that's a bonus. But the main person to to enjoy it is is you, man. And and that's that's how it's got to be. That's how I don't know about Tom, but for me, that's how I started um, with a podcast. It was because it was something I wanted to do. Didn't think that lots of people would listen to it. Didn't think mm. that I'd get a job out of it. But you know, if you do put the passion and the love into something, then there's no reason why it can't develop into something more, but it's, it's got to be about what you want to do. And while we say in life that you should always be sort of thoughtful of others and you should always do all of that stuff, that's absolutely right. But sometimes you got to put your own wants as well and your own aspirations at the forefront of what you're doing, because no one else will, nobody else will will look at you and say, I want to help this guy. You first, you need to help yourself. And then you might get to a point where people say, Oh, okay. Now, I think I like this. Let's help him. Let's get involved. Let's do this. So, yeah, man, it's all about it's all about doing what you love. And um, mm. and 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 I don't know about you, Tom, but I, well, I know about you because I know that you had, like me, a stable career elsewhere mm. that did have more stability, that probably did have more money in it, that probably did have more security but you chose to do <laughs> what you more. love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you chose to do what you love. And so to then think that somebody could potentially put you off doing what you love and make. Oh, have we lost Harry? Oh no, he was on such a run. Uh, oh, that's a pretty victory that he's Your frozen with. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, You've come back. Go. You froze quickly. Yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry. You froze. I was just we lost say, you for like 10 seconds. That's it. Go on. I was just going to say to think that you've, given up a stable career and a stable job to do what you love and then somebody could try and put you off that or, or somebody would want to try and put you off that by abusing mm. you that for me is where i draw the line it's like you're not stopping me you're not stopping me doing what i want to do i don't give a shit um you know what you think about my opinions because it's always the bad ones and the critical ones and the negative ones that are the loudest and you got to remember that it's not the majority it's a mm. it's a loud minority it is. Uh, this is. I was kind of weirdly hoping that a comment like this might come up um, on the show from SH, who says this was intended to be an Arsenal podcast-ish thing, right? This is pretty naff. I guess this one is not for me. The hard life of a YouTube streamer pr seems pretty lightweight. Um, obviously, coming from the perspective, you know, of someone who's not in this sphere, and I am assuming I'm making some assumptions there, of course. So apologies if I am off the mark, but you know. Being in this situation is without a doubt, and I don't think I'm stepping too far away from the mark by saying this for you, Harry, but it is a dream job scenario. Um, talking, working about Arsenal, you know, is something that we've, both of us have intended to try and strive for, for for several years. And getting to a place where you do wake up in the morning and you know that the first thing you're going to do until you finish your shift or finish your work or finish until you're talking about work is all going to be about Arsenal. It's a privileged position to be in. And I never, ever shy away from that fact um, because, you know, it is. But if you're in a place of what I would consider privilege, and I do, being able to talk about Arsenal every single day, it doesn't mean that you don't then discuss the issues with that and you don't discuss the negatives around it because a dream job is still not going to be perfect and there are still going to be drawbacks that are worth talking about so that... When, as you've said, there are people that say take inspiration from content either we create or other people create and they want to get into it and they want to, you know, make Arsenal their job as well, that they're not put off by what they see in chat box because we've discussed it and we are discussing. It. And I think Theo in the chat box responding to what you said a second ago, saying I appreciate the advice 
um, about cracking on and carrying on and to, you know, just deal in the best way you can with these things that you get. But what do you make of it? Do you get people saying that you're in a privileged position that you are and you're living your dream? How can you complain about anything that's going on? Yeah, you do get people that say that, but we have not at any point said that this is the hardest thing in life. Like there's much harder jobs, there's much bigger challenges in life. Um, we've all had them in our lives. We've like we we're, we're normal people as well. Like I've lost people, I've you know, we've all been there. We we've all been through life's real hardships and nobody's comparing a couple of messages on Twitter to to those hardships. So I think to say that, oh, you know, the, the YouTube life is hard, whatever, and sort of say it in a kind of sarcastic -y way is is really wide of the mark because that's not what we're saying. We're just saying that we shouldn't have to put up with people coming at us and not just disagreeing with football opinions, mm. but getting personal. I could honestly, I could show you messages that I've received about my kids who have never, ever um been on youtube and who know nothing about football and who can you know one's three and one's six months yeah if you read those messages and they were about your kids you would fume you would be livid you would not be able to ignore it and i'm telling you you would not be able to ignore it i had one person come up to me at an arsenal away game a couple of years ago and say something about my wife because they'd seen a picture of her on twitter Mm. and I cannot tell you how hard I had to think to stop myself from literally yeah. going for the guy. Mm. Why is that acceptable? Like, that's um, there's much worse things like than, than verbal abuse, but it's something that we, we shouldn't have to deal with. Nobody should have to deal with it. We're not saying that this is an issue that only we have a right to sort of uh, escape. No. Nobody deserves it. Not a single person mm. on the planet deserves to have someone who don't know them, doesn't know anything about them, and clearly has nothing better to do than have a go at them for no apparent reason. And it goes for footballers as well. Like uh, there 100%. was the, the AST uh, put up that video with with Granite Jacker. Um, I think it was Akil, uh, wasn't it, that spoke to, to Jacker, and they did a really and I, I loved. Despite, you know, I've got my criticisms of Granite Xhaka, uh, don't get me wrong, and they are criticisms, not abuse of Granite Xhaka, because the two are different. Um, but I, I thought the way in which he spoke so bluntly and brashly and how he swore in moments and, you know, really humanised the conversation um, was, was great, the way he spoke about it. And it kind of, if, if anything, you know, not coming across as kind of you know just the professional facade that a footballer does when they do their media duties that made things so much better um to listen to so if you guys haven't seen that and i don't weirdly i don't think the videos on youtube on i think it's on ast's youtube channel i don't think it's got many views i think it's only in the, the, the few thousands so if you haven't already gone and watched it i really do encourage you to go to the arsenal supporters club youtube and and watch that interview because it is really insightful and granite Xhaka does speak really really well about it and it, you know it's a topic that i know me and harry care about a lot and and who knows in the future we, maybe we can do more to, to bring up these kind of topics in, in an even better way um but uh, i also want to say thank you again for all the kind words that are coming through in the chat box it is mad to see some of the responses we're getting um so thank you so much for that as always um Amaras says the abuse definitely also comes from people wanting instant satisfaction from being right. No one's going to be right all the time and there shouldn't be a problem in changing your opinion either. Interesting about yeah, that. 100%. 100%. Because it's like, oh, if I said that Mikel Arteta's crap and he is, he proves to be crap, then I'm a better fan than you are. But that, mm. that's no, the people I think, and I've said this before and, and, I'll probably, uh, and I've copped a lot of heat for it the definition of what a supporter is has been lost on a lot of people. You can be a supporter in, and you can be critical, but you still need to support because that by the very definition is what you are supposed to do. Um, and, and I think that that's been lost on people. And li listen, th this might upset a few people, but the reality is that over the years we have glorified certain supporters, supporters, I call them supporters mm. who have clearly um, overblown opinions and who have played a part in order to get fame, in order to 
turn it into a career in order to turn it into something more. And I'll leave it to you guys to decide which of those people are those ones, the ones that have done that. Some of them have been genuine. Yes. Along the way. And I've, I've known some of them and know some of them and, and, and that's fine. But there are certainly others who have gone out of their way to blow up opinions, to nitpick, to find things that they believe to be um, something that they can sort of work on and, and then create this divide. And, they might think they're not doing any damage and they're just thinking about themselves at the time and it's fine. But also we as respond, we as sort of the other people have got a responsibility because in clicking on those things, in sharing them around, we have, as I say, glorified that type of behavior. And we've made people think that it's okay for someone to get their phone, record a video, verbally abusing someone for half an hour, put it up on YouTube and that that's perfectly normal and perfectly fine. So I think as a as a wider sort of population, we've got a responsibility to kind of not shut them down because everyone's allowed to have their opinions, but not to glorify what is content that has no thought behind it, no research behind it, no education behind it, and is nothing more than somebody shouting and screaming for effect. But mm. it, it, listen, I'm we're a little bit older. Like I'm in my thirties now. I look at Neither some of my. I'm very dangerously really, close. Yeah. <laughs> I look at I look at some of my my younger cousins or or younger or friends who have got younger kids and some of the stuff that they watch and I just think like what is going on? Like why have we let people get to this point where they think that this is good like they think that this is mm. Education. It's drama, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's drama. Exactly. And that. Everyone, everyone likes drama. I, I, I'll be very honest with you. Like, and I talk about this, and I use this example all the time. But you know, I, I and people are going to judge me for this. But you know, one of my favourite programmes is Made in Chelsea because I love the drama. <laughs> I love it. I find it hilarious. It's great, and that's just human nature. But for me, like, there is a difference between you know enjoying a little bit of drama and stuff that's going on on you know reality TV and drama that's created through abusive like the generation of abusive uh, back and forths um either between individuals or between uh, one individual and loads of people that are throwing abuse their way in the case of this conversation Michael Arteta and that in itself creates drama by the things that are being said you know mm. that attack on that personal attack on either you know very recognizable figures individuals content creators whatever that that is the problem that is that creation for attention um you brought up you didn't mention the name and, and i don't expect you to and neither is vishal but i will address his question good to see you guys talk about this what's your opinion of a certain fan channel who needs to excuse no disrespect and abuse fans when we lose um i'm assuming um we're talking about obviously the the, the biggest um, YouTube channel related to Arsenal. Um, I don't want to name them in case that's not who they were talking about. But um, I mean, from my perspective, I've done a number of videos on if this was who you're talking about. Uh, great. If it wasn't, sorry. I've done a number of videos on AFTV and I've talked about AFTV and I've criticized and I've defended certain uh, aspects. The last video I did on AFTV was about the chanting that was directed at Robbie at, I, th I can't remember the specific game that it was. It might have been Leicester away. Um, and it was a very, very awful chant being directed in Robbie's direction. Yeah. And I remember discussing it and I remember getting abuse for defending the channel despite having my own critiques of it, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm aware that Robbie has seen that video that I made. I'm aware that other people at AFTV who I'm, you know, I'm friends with the likes of James. James is a good lad, really has come on the channel a few times, really grounded guy. Uh, I'm chatting with Turkish tomorrow as well on the channel who, you know, despite me disagreeing with a lot of his viewpoints on Arsenal, you know, again, I've only had really positive conversations with him. Um, and that response just to defend that channel, you know, has got a reaction uh, and has got me abuse for doing that. Do you do you think that there's a way back in a sense? Because I think a lot of effort's been made on that channel's part in you know recent times to try and change the way in which the content is approached. Or do you think the damage is, is done in a way, in some ways? It's hard because once you get a reputation for something, it's really difficult to shake that. Mm. Um, and, and I think they're going to have an issue trying to shake 
the perception that a lot of people have of that channel um mm. i like you know personally a lot of the contributors and think mm. they're good people and haven't got an issue with them at all and as i said already there are some people that do play a part there are some people who are genuinely that pissed off after a game sometimes oh try and, sitting for a game with lee judges i'll yeah, tell you exactly he's an experience <laughs> and 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 that has been something that aftv have, have profited on but you can't profit on something and then complain about it if that makes sense like it's it's worked for them um whether lots of those viewers are arsenal fans or whether lots of them come from other clubs because they want to have a bit of a laugh at arsenal fans losing it I don't know. Um, they do put some really good content out. The show that Graham does with James, as you mm. mentioned, yeah, the course, tactical yeah, show, too. that's brilliant. Yeah. I watch that every week because I really respect um, Graham's opinions and James puts that together really, really well. Um, going back to what you were saying about that chant towards Robbie, I was at a home game. I think it was Man City. I think yeah. it was Man City at home, New Year's Day. And Robbie actually sits four or five rows in front of me. And after the game, when the stadium had cleared out, I, I stayed back to do a, a little video for my channel. And um, and there was a couple of guys singing that chant that you're talking about to mm. Robbie, uh, who were in the row behind me. And I turned around and said, lads, stop it. Like, there's no need for it. And it got a little bit heated. And I ended up telling them um, to sort of go away. And a couple of stewards come You said over. go away? Is well, that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> not in so many words yeah, but yeah. but i said it to their faces so it was fine but yeah. um no look, i and and robbie came over and was like no i appreciate it thank you because whatever i think about AFTV and whatever i think about the model behind it it's not you know that's an issue that you might have with a brand not with robbie mm. and i don't think that anybody deserves to go to a football match with his kid um I think it was his kid that he was with and have to listen to people making chants about him being something that is, we all know what it is, is, is not on, you know, and, and that, for, and that really resonated with me because when I had my issue that I spoke about on Twitter, where um, a couple of tweets were dug up from many, many years ago, somebody said to me, um, or somebody made up a couple of tweets as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, they took my sort of my, you know how they do it. They take your little image yeah, yeah. And, and the handle, and, and then they type put, a tweet themselves an account yeah. that doesn't matter. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, to the point where I was so upset about this, and and I had such a hard time sort of making sure that people knew that that wasn't me. That, that I did mm. the rest of it. I owned up to you know I, I put a couple of tweets out that I shouldn't have put. I I completely own up to that. Yeah. But to have somebody accuse you of being something that you're definitely not and that yeah, you yeah. despise and that you think is completely out of order, which is what happened to me as well, it, it makes you then, once that's happened to you, you don't want to see it happen to others either because you you now understand how it makes them feel. And um, and, and I got involved in that because, not because I love AFTV, because I don't. I like some of the people in it. I like some of the content. I don't agree with all of it. My view personally is that that it it needed to progress a bit more in the in the level of sort of analysis because of the size of it i mm. think that there were ways of doing that and and making it a bit more like a red men tv or uh i don't know if you've seen them the anfield rap the two liverpool mm -hmm. ones yeah which i think are in that perfect sweet spot between fan tv and actual media I think yeah. they're in the perfect sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that they have relationships with the club and get interviews exclusives with the club and the AFTV don't shows that there is that, that, that somewhere along the line, it didn't go in the direction that I would have taken it. It's up to Robbie what he does and, and it's mm -hmm. obviously worked for him. But yeah, I just think um, you got to just be mindful of, of what you're saying to people because to you, it might be a bit of a laugh and a joke to call someone X, Y, Z, but you can make someone snap. And the other thing is as well, it always seems to be the people that give it out that when you give it back, go, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so just called me this. Like they're always the precious ones. And I don't, I don't, I never understand that. Like yeah. you go to a game and it's you like when you said um, when we were do doing the Lee Judges show, um, and it was towards the end of the show, and you know, 
it got to a point where you you said you know they're idiots that these idiots that, that are abusing me i think dan made a joke about how the chat box have been lit and you were like we've idiots yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and you know and that's you know we, we're not again it's, it's a case of you know we're not perfect and i remember i was on the lounge and you know i was so fed up of people saying that you know i'm arteta in and i'm in a loyalist or you know the lawyer comment that you know i know that oh, you get man, a lot so boring. and i was like you look these people are like i said the, the morons that stereotype me into this bracket and you know i came off that show regretting using the word moron in that sense because i felt like you know i'd betrayed my own kind of rhetoric about you know the way in which we're so anti-abuse and i'm not saying that what i said calling someone who's you know abusing me or you know misrepresenting me isn't doing moronic things and mor morons are pretty low level words as is idiot like they're pretty low level um but it's that sense of also like you don't want to give that ammunition and energy and you don't want to put yourself out there as kind of any in any way a hypocrite which is never going to happen because we're not perfect so it's just yeah but go on sorry continue what you were saying no that, that was it basically like mm. it's it's always i always find that whenever somebody whenever you do bite back the people that seem to be most offended by the bite back are the ones who had no regard for what they were saying and had no line in terms of which they were kind of state steering clear of we're just happy to go at it but then the minute they get it back it's like you know, when that whole Granite Xhaka incident, without going into it again, because we've mm. discussed it to death, but there were so many people, people that I knew, like friends of mine, who were standing there booing him and calling him every name under the sun as he yeah. walked off the pitch. And when he went like that, they were going, oh, my God, hold on a minute. You mm. can't sit there and abuse someone and think that they're just going to put their head down and walk past you because that is not human nature. If you don't care about something and you're apathetic towards something, you can put your head down and walk past it and ignore it. But that would take away the passion. That would take away sort of the the motive. Like it's all relative. Like, mm -hmm. as I said to you earlier on, if I don't care about something, I care about my career. I care about my family. So if you're going to come at those two things, I will fight back because that's the way I am. I can't change that. Um, I've had to learn to do it less because sometimes the benefits from it are non-existent and and sort of the, the consequences can be damaging. So you learn as you go along, but it's um, it's really difficult to ignore all of the time. Absolutely. Um, just to round things off, because I'm conscious of the time, uh, it's probably the best question that we could have had to finish things off from Tariq, who, by the way, has his own channel and works really hard at it. So make sure you go and check it out if you haven't already. Um, says, what role can we as listeners, non-abusive ones, of course, play? And how do we condemn these abusers? Because clearly the social media platforms can't handle or don't take much notice. Well, first of all, on the social media platforms, what really irritates me is that the minute you put something, for example, on Instagram with the word COVID in it, um, mm. it flags up. You just demonetized me, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No. Um, <laughs> it, it literally flags up and it's like there's a banner there, isn't there, that says be yeah. aware of harmful misinformation, whatever. So mm. you can obviously find it like just like that. Mm -hmm. So why don't you do anything to stop it? is, is yeah. really irritating in terms of what role can listeners good listeners non-abusive ones play I, I don't really expect you to get involved like i don't really i don't see it as like if you call it out great um and if you highlight it to me if i don't see it then i will always block it and i will always make sure i deal with it but i don't i don't want to create this war where like the non-abusers versus the abusers and then you get sucked into it and then you get subject to it because mm -hmm. it's not really fair to you, you don't solve a problem by pushing it onto more people um you know i choose to do youtube i choose to, to have a podcast i choose to put my opinions in the public domain i'll take the brunt of it um so i don't expect anyone to kind of to to leap to my defense if that's what you're asking but um i guess we just have to highlight it make sure that we don't just make it out as if it's normal and just gloss over it because it isn't normal. It shouldn't be normal. And if we normalize it, then I don't know how we're ever going to get rid of it. No, I mean, the only thing I can ever say to this is if you see abuse, you report it, you know, despite Twitter and Instagram being pretty bad with, with the way in which they do manage it, you know, some accounts 
can get suspended, do get banned, do get blocked. It's not like everyone gets away with it. You know, they do ban accounts rightly for for people that do abuse and say abusive things. So continue to report anything that you see uh, or you hear anything say said on shows or whatever that is abusive. You know, if you see it, do something about it. If you hear it, do something about it. That's all we can ever say. Um, you don't necessarily have to put yourself out there on the parapet and, you know, put yourself into a chat box or reply to a tweet saying this is wrong. That's not what we're asking you to do. You know, you can do it, you know, what's the word, delicately and, you know, behind a veil if you want to, much like the abusers do. So there's a, yeah, an ironic exactly justice that. there, if you like. Um, and there was one more thing uh, from Andy who says, uh, I wanted to just discuss, not discuss, but just address it. The club also have to own it because they are keeping Xhaka, a guy who is not fit to wear an Arsenal shirt for too long like Harry Maguire at Man United. And these, this is the type of comment that bugs me because, look, we can criticise Granite Xhaka. We can criticise the, the, the Cronkies, which is also Andy's followed up with as well. But it doesn't justify these players being abused or anyone being abused. Being kept at the club and therefore a player being abused is not the club's fault that that player gets abused. The only people at fault is those that are doing the abusing. Yeah, that is exactly. And, and, and the other thing is a lack of respect for people's professions. That's another thing that really mm -hmm. irritates me. You could do a whole other podcast on that. Um, you know, there's a pandemic. Let's ignore everything that the medical people say and listen to the people writing essays on Facebook. Let's ignore the, the knowledge of a football manager who's worked through in the game throughout his career and is now sort of a manager let's ignore him and let's completely dismiss his qualifications for that role because we think we know better like you can have an opinion but you should respect people's professions and saying stuff like granite jack is not fit to wear the shirt or whatever well arsene wenger thought he was Unai Emery thought he was. How many titles have Arsene Wenger and Unai Emery won between them? Much more than you or I or anybody in this chat box will ever win. So it's not that you have to agree with everything they do or say, but there still needs to be a level of respect when discussing it. And, mm -hmm. and I don't understand why people can't be respectful of one's profession um, and their qualifications. Because otherwise, then we might as well let we might as well let podcasters like us in the operating theatre doing surgeries if that's you know we don't have a clue so let's back off a little bit basically absolutely um round off the show with this comment from king great show tom and hammy i'm very proud of both of you keep up the good work from someone being a victim of racism in the past we need more topics like this tim saying great show when times get tough just remember the quiet lovers outnumber the loud haters uh thank you guys in the chat box for your kind comments and words harry thank you so much for joining me for what has gone on longer than i thought it actually would but i think it's been a really strong discussion um and appreciate you guys uh, you coming on the show as always to have a chat tell people they can find you yeah you can catch me on the chronicles of aguna youtube channel and podcast you can find me on twitter at harry simu as well and uh, over at 90min.com. I, I just saw this that comment. Doom and yeah, <laughs> I just saw that. It made me laugh. Whoa, 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 Harry. I just got South End into the Vanarama playoff final. Good on you, mate. Best of luck. I love that. I love that your fans are keeping uh, fans, viewers, fans. It makes us sound famous, doesn't it? Um, they're keeping you updated with their uh, football manager. That's great. I love it. Uh, fantastic stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. You can find the link to the channel in the description. You'll find the next episode of the Canton and Simu show over there. So if you want to see it, you've got to be subscribed and with those notifications turned on as well. If you've enjoyed this show, please do drop a like on it. And really, and most importantly, please do leave your comments down below. We re I read through all of them sometimes begrudgingly thankfully not too often because there's always a lot of really really positive ones so do leave your thoughts and feelings uh, I'd, I'd love to do a follow-up twitter space at some point about this topic as well i've been neglecting the twitter spaces recently so i need to get back on that um to discuss it even more with you guys who do tune in and listen we will see you again very very soon and tomorrow morning of course for the next 8 a.m show harry thanks again really appreciate your time and as always up the arsenal <laughs>
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.